Welcome to another episode of Groundbreaking Podcast. This week, I'm speaking to Greg Grebner, the inventor and founder of Blunt Umbrellas. Blunt Umbrellas can be found in more than 1,200 stores in 27 countries. Be sure to share this podcast with your network and smash that subscribe button and leave an awesome comment down below. Hi, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us this week. No problem, Eli. Great to be here. So I want to start off with some lightning round questions so my audience can get to know you. Cool. What is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? I think the strangest thing I've ever eaten is um, is a bug on a barbecue in China. Yeah, we go to some barbecues when we um, go over there to our factory in China for our products, and they have these nighttime barbecues, and you eat all sorts of different grubs. It's quite interesting. Do you know what the grub was called? Um, no, because it had a Chinese name, but it's something like a cricket, very crunchy. Not very tasty. What was the first thing? What is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? When I wake up in the morning, I find it's the best time of the day for my head to be quite clear. So if I've got any ideas that are brewing in my head, I find it's the best time to get solutions. So I usually lie in bed for like five minutes and just think. What is one brand you could not live without other than Blunt? Um, I think day-to-day, like Apple products, I use a lot of them, so I think they're really cool. But the brand I like the most, I think, is Lego. I really love Lego because it's so sustainable and timeless. It's like every bit of Lego you own, if you add more Lego to it, it just increases the value of that Lego. So I think it's a cool brand. What's something we could not find about you online? Um, I think my hate for pineapple. I just can't eat pineapple. I don't like it. (laughs) Is it because it's too juicy or just the flavour? I think it's the texture and just... Too acidic for me, yeah, not right. Growing up, what did you dream about doing? I really liked the idea of being an inventor. I spent lots of time in my dad's workshop building things out of wood and um, just like the idea of creating a product out of nothing and selling it to the world. Did you like building tree houses like go-karts or like racing yeah. downhills? Yeah, all that stuff. We grew up on a bit of a farm, so we had lots of things lying around. You used to make bow and arrows and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, heaps of fun. So what did you do before Blunt? So I, um, I went to school and went to university and studied engineering. And from there, my first job was at Fisher and Paykel Healthcare. And I worked on the mobility scooters that the old people drive around on. So that was a really cool product to work on, like a little the, scooter. The idea for Blunt, where did that come from? So that came from, um, I moved to London in 1999 when I was 25. And I was always looking for a product to work on, to invent. And um, when I got there walking around on rainy days, because I'm a bit taller, it seemed like every spike of umbrellas was at my eye level. So I was always having to avoid them from getting my eye poked out. So that was the inspiration to start thinking about umbrellas. What did friends and family first think of your idea? Um, I think they thought I was a bit crazy because I put so much time and effort into this product and it took a long time to do. So I think a lot of them, even though they were being quite nice to my face, thought I was a bit nutty in the background. What did you think of your umbrellas that could be a big business? Um, I always thought um, umbrellas, uh, so 100 years ago, umbrellas were items of great prestige and people paid lots of money for them. They had nice ivory handles and things. But over the years, they've got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So they sort of lost their mojo. So I felt that if I could get a better design, I could bring that mojo back and people would pay more money for them. So I've always had that confidence. If I can get the design right, then the market would be there for a better product. How did you assess the idea and where did you even start? Getting started was... um, Really basic beginnings, but um, it was all about making a product that didn't have any points on it to start with. I really wanted a product that looked a bit different and also worked differently because I knew that people weren't having a very good experience with them. So, um, so yeah, it was a, it was a long process getting moving. 
You sell blunt umbrellas in more than 1,200 stores in 27 countries. Can you tell me more about that journey? Sure can. So um, so when we started doing blunt, we knew that we couldn't just sell them in New Zealand because the market wasn't big enough. We had to go to the whole world. And to go to the whole world, you have to have partners. So we have distributors in different countries. But because we're an umbrella that's different that lasts, we couldn't use normal umbrella distributors. We had to use new distributors. So we had to find people that were unique. And quite often it's difficult to find those people, so they have to find you. So once you find them, then you go out to the world. But um, to begin with, it was really anybody that would take us. So it meant we spread quite thinly, quite quick. But um, New Zealand has been the place where it's really happened for us. Yeah. How did you manage the pace of growth? Um, it sort of happened organically at the right rate that we could cope with. If, if the rest of the world had sort of grown at the same rate as we've had in New Zealand, then we probably couldn't have got there, couldn't have coped. But luckily, it's um, sort of grown at a rate that we could grow, cope with. Where do you normally sell your blunt umbrellas? Um, we sell them in lots of places. So um, we sell them on the internet. We've got our own website. And we have lots of shops, so we um, we sell in Smith & Co's, I think, is one of our biggest stores in New Zealand. And, um, yeah, lots and lots of different other stores. We sell them directly to businesses, so they can put their brand on it. And we also sell them through other brands, so we do um, collaborations with people like Karen Walker, and we've done Dick Frizzell. So lots of different routes to market. How were you funding the business at this stage? So to begin with, um, I had to fund it myself, so it was my life savings, so I went into it. And um, then um, I got a business partner, Scott. Kington, and um, that was about five years in. So we put our own money into it for a little while. And we started to make product in New Zealand, and once we'd proven that there was a bit of a market for New Zealand and um, for for the umbrella for the design, then we went out and got some investment, and we found some really good investors who have been with us since then. What's the difference between a normal umbrella and a blunt umbrella? It just works better, but it looks better too. So it's part of that whole fashion. So it's it's sort of a balance of um, form and function. They call it. So it's just an umbrella that, that uses material smarter. So the engineering's a lot smarter behind it, but the actual end result looks so much better too, so people want to be seen with it. What lesson in business has taken you the longest to learn? I think it's um, you can't keep everybody happy. So when you start out, you just want to keep everybody happy, but as you go along, you realise that um, not if you keep everyone happy, you just sit on the fence and you don't keep anybody happy. So you've got to actually make some hard decisions at times, and I find that quite difficult. What questions do you ask yourself to help you make the decisions? I think you've got to put um, time into perspective. You want to put yourself in the future knowing that when you look back in two years' time, that decision that you made was a good one, so that any decision you make has got sustainability behind it. So, um, yeah, if you just think about next week, then you're probably not going to make a good decision. What do you expect to be the biggest change in your industry over the next few years? Um, I think in that fashion space that we're in, it's just sustainability, making sure that you're making products that will last and that um, you're looking after the planet and people in the right way. Who inspires you? Um, the team I work with every day at Blunt inspire me. We've got a really cool team and um, everyone's looking out for each other and they're all professionals in their own area. So um, I think going to work each day and just working hard to keep everybody around you working hard is a really cool way to be inspired. If you could go back in time, is there any advice that you would give yourself? I think it's um, listening to people that um, are experienced and have the wisdom. It's quite easy to listen to people that are the loudest people in the room, but really you want to be listening to the people that have the most knowledge. Okay, final question from me. What is one question you really wish entrepreneurs ask? I think it's um, how do you set a vision for success because it's so important when you're trying to do something that you actually have a really good crystallised vision of what success would look like because a lot of people want to go out there and just make money 
but unless you um, really, really understand what you're trying to achieve, and that really comes down within your mind having a really tight vision. So the, the tighter and the more clear that is in your mind, the better. It's been amazing speaking with you, Greg. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Eli. It's been great fun. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave me a comment down below and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your network. As always, stay awesome and share the love.